This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Last week, Pope Francis made an historic trip that has had a huge impact on various communities right here in Metro Detroit. The first ever papal visit to Iraq made headlines all over the world, but it's even more significant here in southeast Michigan, where we have the largest Muslim population in the United States per capita. We also have a large Catholic population, and we have the largest Chaldean population in the world outside of Iraq. Here to talk about what the Pope's visit means for Metro Detroiters are two prominent faith leaders here in southeast Michigan. Imam Muhammad Ali Elahi is the spiritual leader of the Islamic House of Wisdom in Dearborn Heights. Imam Elahi, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Good morning, Stephen. And uh, Reverend Fawaz Kako is pastor of St. George's Chaldean Catholic Church in Shelby Township. He's also vicar general of the Eparchy of St. Thomas, the Chaldean diocese that's based in Southfield that covers the eastern half of the United States. Reverend Kako, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Good morning, Stephen. So, so I want to start here. I want to have both of you talk about the communities you're part of, including the faith communities you help lead here in Southeast Michigan. Uh, Imam Elahi, what should people know about the Shia Muslim community here in Metro Detroit if they're not already familiar with it? Uh, thank you. First of all, let me express my sadness and condolences, uh, Stephen, of what we heard early morning today this tragedy in Atlanta that Mm. uh, eight people were killed and majority of them Asian Mm -hmm. by this suspect, uh, Robert Iran. You know, this is like issue in our community, every community in our country that we are dealing with this pandemic um, or pandemic of uh, COVID-19, that this cultural war, this uh, hatred, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's racist or religious or cultural or whatever, uh, I think that uh, understanding this, that how uh, like brainwashed people uh, who blindly uh, follow this uh, uh, racism and this ignorance uh, they can uh, commit this kind of crime and this kind of uh, hate. Uh, it makes the, the visit of uh, His Excellency uh, Pope Francis to, to Iraq and visiting with Ayatollah Sistani more uh, meaningful. So uh, mm. we are a Muslim community, Shia Muslim community here in this area, and we are uh, part of the, the greater Muslim community and part of the American family. I mean, whatever we want for us, we want the same thing for the entire country, for the entire community. Uh, we want peace, we want uh, uh, mercy, we want justice, we want unity, uh, we want working together. So we don't have really any different agenda uh, we may follow different uh, rituals in, in faith traditions, 
but the bottom line is that we are all humans. We are all part of American family. We are part of this nation. And we are all responsible. Prophet Muhammad said, uh, means that it is not really only the Pope and Ayatollah responsibility, but every citizen, every human, every member of this American family is, is responsible to, to promote peace, to promote uh, prosperity, to promote love and unity. So that is the feeling of our community. Mm, mm. Uh, Father Fawaz, uh, talk about the Chaldean community here in southeast Michigan. As I noted, it's the largest community outside of Iraq. And uh, talk about the Chaldean Catholic Church and its relationship with the Roman Catholic Church. So um, prayers go to Atlanta and uh, everyone affected by uh, by the mass shooting um, that ha- took place. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we are we are Chaldean, Chaldeans from mostly from Iraq. Um, a lot of us have been in this country for many many years. We're part of this beautiful um, society of American uh, society, American culture, and uh, we, we we go approximately to two hundred thousand uh, people that are located in uh, in Michigan only. Um, so we are part we are part of of the Roman. Roman Catholic Church. Yet we are we are Eastern Catholics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Roman Catholic Church is the largest church within the Catholic Church, and there are uh, other churches within within the Catholic Church. The largest is Roman Catholic, as I said, and we are Chaldean uh, Chaldean Catholics, which which Eastern follow the Eastern um, uh, laws. We have our own patriarch. Uh, the patriarch is located in Iraq. Um, uh, we have bishops all over. From all over the globe, uh, we have uh, faithful uh, Chaldeans all, all over the globe as well. We trace our we, we trace our ancestry uh, all the way back to uh, the Babylonian uh, Empire. Uh, we're we're very ancient. We've been Christians uh, since the very first century. Uh, we were ministered, or uh, the, the Christianity was brought to us by Saint Thomas the Apostle one of the uh, disciples of Jesus Christ himself, mm-hmm. and uh, put Christianity in uh, Mesopotamia, and we are part of that. Uh, our language, our main language is Aramaic, which is uh, the language spoken by uh, Jesus Christ himself. Uh, we, we speak it, we honor it, we use it in our liturgical uh, uh, prayers, and also we speak it at home. We are very, we are very proud uh, citizens of this country, yet we have very great connection also to our homeland, uh, which we are the, uh, the original, we are, we are the native uh, people of Iraq uh, throughout, the, throughout the history, and this, is, uh, this has been always, always uh, there. The connection, to, uh, the connection to Rome is like, uh, it's been always, always uh, great. Uh, the connection to Rome is, is more than uh, just a... Uh, connection, but it, it's also theological. We believe in the same dogma. We believe in the same foundation. We have the same exact uh, uh, thing. So um, that's exactly who we are, and that's uh, hmm. um, that's our connection to uh, to Rome. Yeah, yeah. So, so I also want to start by getting each of you to talk about what Pope Francis's visit means to you personally and for the faith communities you help lead here 
in in Southeast Michigan. Let's start with Father Fawaz. What was your reaction to Pope Francis going to Iraq? So uh, I, I'm I, I am a Baghdadi. I was born and raised in Baghdad, left Iraq, uh, 2003. Uh, spent uh, most of my youth uh, in in Baghdad. Seeing the Pope uh, being uh, in in a place that's very familiar to me. Uh, it's a celebration of Iraqis' history of pluralism. pluralism. Uh, a, legacy, a legacy he hoped we would uh, preserve the, the religion, cultural, and ethnic diversity that has been the hallmark of the Iraqi society for many, many years. Uh, is a precious resource on which to draw. Uh, and, and this is something that, that I felt in that beautiful, uh, beautiful um, country of ours. Uh, of course, uh, after Iraq has been affected by many uh, many wars, many troubles between the the uh, the, re- the regime of Saddam Hussein and after the fall uh, of uh, of, I- of Iraq uh, with the invasion of the American uh, army, uh, that place never seen peace uh, in in the sense of uh, there will be always there, there has been always a conflict. Uh, happening there. So Pope being there is a symbol of hope, and, and, and this is the message he carried to that, uh, to that country, you're all brothers, and this is exactly, it's, it's just to coexist and work together for the common, for the common good. To me, it was, was a great sign of hope that was brought to, um, to the birthplace of, uh, of Abraham, mm. to my birthplace too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Imam Ilahi, I wonder what uh, what reflections you have on Pope Francis going to Iraq and what that means uh, for for your community here. Well, I agree with uh, my brother uh, Father uh, Fawaz uh, uh, that this message was uh, a very meaningful. Uh, there was real purpose in this uh, historic. Uh, visitation uh, to try to replace hate with hope and uh, to tell the world that uh, still there is hope that religion can play a positive role in bringing peace and and unity and prosperity because some people are using religion uh, for extremist reason and uh, using it for destruction and death and crime and terrorism and war. Uh, But this historic visitation showed that uh, actually the purpose of religion was was opposite. And I see this sincerity in the Pope's heart and the Ayatollah's heart that really what motivated uh, the Pope to uh, travel all the way to to Iraq and especially meeting with Ayatollah uh, Sistani who lives in a very uh, small rental house in in holy city of, of Najaf. He doesn't have military, he doesn't uh, have like a political power, but his piety, his humbleness, his knowledge uh, his his courage, his his holiness, his patience, this spiritual values, and it's very important that the whole world uh, witnessing these two 
a spiritual empire that neither of them have military power, but so much uh, spirituality. I was so much impressed with the expression of the uh, His Excellency Pope uh, coming back in the, in the, in his plane. He was talking about Ayatollah Sistani, saying that he was a great man, man of God, man of uh, glory, man of wisdom, man of integrity, and and especially for the Pope to say that. Spiritually, I got benefit of visiting this man because he was like, he was man of God. This is the language that um, uh, in, in our interfaith, in our country and the world, uh, we need this kind of language, the language of love, language of sincerity and support, language that brings solidarity, not segregation, bring love, not hate and destruction. Mm. So that was uh, amazingly, uh, uh, and especially, you know, uh, the Pope went to Iraq and one uh, purpose of this pilgrimage, as he mentioned, was to thank Ayatollah Sistani for standing against ISIS and, and terrorism and defending not only Shia, not only Sunni, but especially the Christians, uh, you know, because the victims of terrorism in Iraq, especially uh, two communities of Shia Muslim and, and Christian, and of course the, the Izadis, and uh, Pope thank Ayatollah of uh, issuing fatwa that yes, go and sacrifice your lives and your lives for uh, saving the Christians, uh, because it was not only, as uh, Father Fawaz knows, uh, not only the churches in Iraq were destroyed by uh, the, the forces, the agent of evil, the terrorists, the ISIS, but also the mosque. So the mosques were uh, by suicide bombers and the Muslims were killed. As a matter of fact, the number of uh, Shia Muslims were killed in Iraq uh, like much more than any other community, like 98% were the Shia Muslims who were targets of, uh, of ISIS. But the point is that uh, the, the, the followers of Ayatollah Sistani, they did not stand just for themselves. They sacrificed their lives to also help the Christians, to help the Izadis, and they had so many martyrs, so many victims, just in defending the churches and defending the uh, the Christian community. So another thing that I really loved about what uh, the Pope said when he arrived in the in Rome, he said, "I have a question, and I want somebody to answer this question: that who is the one who gives all these weapons to those terrorists, mm. whether they are in Iraq or in Syria or in Afghanistan or in Africa? He says somebody has to, you know, answer this question, simple question, how they have all these weapons and all this money, who, who, who is providing for them? And he said they are those uh, weapon makers or manufacturing of all this destructive uh, weaponry that... Uh, uh, you know, people pay with their lives and their blood. They have to answer the Lord one day, sooner mm. or later. They, God is going to ask them that. 
they shame on you for the sake of money to make all this mess, all this misery, all this pain, all this suffering, all this death and destruction for innocent people, whether they are Christian or Jewish or uh, Shia or Sunni. Our religion is about humanity, the message of Jesus, the message of Muhammad. They are all about humanity, universal declaration of love and brotherhood. That is what we believe. That's what the Quran says. But uh, you know what we can do. I'm, I'm glad that uh, Ayatollah Sistani gave a gift to, to Pope. And the gift is a word from Imam Ali that uh, Father uh, Fawaz knows about history of Imam Ali and Shiism and Ahlul Bayt in Iraq that Imam Ali said, people are typed to two groups. They are either similar, they are sharing all details of your faith, or they share your humanity. Mm. And in either way, you have to stand for them. Mm. So I'm very motivated, I'm very impressed with this powerful message of this visiting between the first time, very historic visitation and a very historic meeting, a Pope meeting an Ayatollah. That, that is why everybody from the White House, from even those who are, you know, they are against each other. But in this situation, everybody was impressed yeah. from White, White House in, in Washington, from Hezbollah in Lebanon, from all the countries that they have controversy among themselves. But they supported this visit, except ISIS, of course, except those criminals and their supporters out of their jealousy, their ignorance, yeah. Yeah. Uh, their their hate, for, for, for whatever reason, they were the only ones who stood against this uh, blessing and beautiful and meaningful meaning that I hope that not only in Iraq, but also here, yeah. Muslim community, Shia community, Chaldeanian community, we get together and we follow uh, follow this pattern. Right. Uh, I'm talking with faith leaders here in Southeast Michigan about Pope Francis's visit to Iraq last week, what it means for the people of Iraq, what it means for Chaldeans and uh, Muslims uh, in, in Iraq and here in Southeast uh, Michigan. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call and tell us what your reaction was to Pope Francis going to Iraq, the first ever papal visit to uh, the country of Iraq. Do you think a visit like that could make an impact on religious and cultural divides overseas or here in America? We especially want to hear from you if you're a member of Metro Detroit's Chaldean, Catholic, or Muslim communities. What does this mean for you and your faith? Did you feel moved by the Pope's visit to Iraq? Did you feel moved to change the way you think or interact uh, with other people here in our community? As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to include you in the conversation that way. Uh, Graham on Twitter has a question that I'd love for uh, both of you to address. He says, can the Pope's message in Iraq have a positive impact here in Detroit given recent tensions and stark political differences between Iraqi-American Chaldeans and Muslims? Uh, I'm thinking, he says, specifically of the controversy over the Sterling Heights Mosque, uh, Reverend Kako. I will. Uh, I'll start with you. 
so um, the Pope's visit brought uh, shed some light on on very important uh, issues uh, that uh, as we are dealing with in this country is also the usage of weapons, and and that's exactly what he said mm-hmm. uh, in um, in a palace of Baghdad, where he said like the language of weapons should be silent. What what unites us today is more than just religion, more than just just uh, a place that we are, we grow up in more than, than just a country that we belong to. What, what unites us is here is, is our humanity. If we want to survive whatever is hitting us today, we got we to gotta, we gotta go back to our humanity. There are, there, there are things that we all share. It's a human, human, human race. And, and if anything, this uh, pandemic showed and coronavirus with, with hitting the whole world showed something that's very important, that we, we are all united against one common enemy which was the pandemic and the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. It, it brought us to the basics of who we are. So today, today if, when I see a worship place that, that, that God is being worshipped at, this is beautiful and this is a good sign. Uh, and it, it does not affect me by any, 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 any means as, as a human being today. I would love to see just this Imam was, Imam, Imam was saying, my brother, the Imam, saying like, we, we are united in one thing. And, and, and that thing is just like, we got to coexist together. We got to love, love, we got to love each other. We got to uh, pick each other up when we are down. And, and I think the Pope's visit to Iraq is not one of the most stable, uh, stable countries in the world today. He went there for a purpose. It's a sign of hope. Mm-hmm. The man himself, he did not only go there for the Christians. He went there for every human being there. Uh, and, and what I would love to see, what I would love to see that we should learn from this visit today, it's a sign of hope. There is hope. There is, there is, there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is always great hope. The... The, the, the beautiful thing, what I saw, uh, there is a quote from the Bible. Uh, it, says, um, it, it says, exactly, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where, the, where is your victory? Mm-hmm. It's from the book of Corinthians. It's him praying, him praying in Mosul, where in the same place where ISIS promised to behead the Pope. Mm. He went there and prayed for the victims and prayed for everyone in the midst of destruction. Wow. So sometimes in our lives, here or there or any parts of the world, we deal with tragedy. We deal with, with, with suffering. And we deal with, with, uh, with pain. We've got to stand on our feet and say, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, uh, Sheol, where is, where is your sting? Where are you? We're standing again on our feet. So does, whatever impacted us, whether in this city or Detroit or anywhere in the world, we've got to go back. Yeah. We've got to go back to the, to the, to the source, which mm. we are all brothers. And we, when we look at each other, when I look at my brother, I don't see race. I don't see religion. I don't see where this person is from where you was born, but I see a brother to me. Mm-hmm. I see a brother to me in humanity. And this was the message of Pope Francis. Because what, what we see today in Iraq, uh, militias owning guns, militias killing also in the name of God, that should stay, that should stay on the side. Right. Religion yeah. and politics should be separated. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Imam Elahi, I, yes. I, I wonder if you can talk about some of the tensions that exist here yeah. in southeast Michigan between the different uh, communities that, that, that come from Iraq, Chaldeans and, and Muslims, and whether the Pope's visit really gives an opportunity for a different, a different cast for that, for that relationship. For sure, Stephen. You know, I appreciate this question that uh, came up, the the Eastern Heart uh, Mosque. And that was really a a very sad thing that happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, if as an American, I mean, this is not an American of uh, Martin Luther King or uh, Thomas Jefferson, John F. Kennedy, that people uh, oppose for uh, construction of a mosque. I mean, a mosque is to worship God. A church is to worship God. It's just different building while doing the same function, worshiping God, act of prayer. So that was very bad thing that happened. And I think that was uh, a ceiling height uh, situations uh, was more like a part of politic, personal thing here and there. Uh, but uh, fortunately, you know, the, uh, the, the legal system solved that problem. Uh, but that was a lesson that we have to, uh, you know, learn. And especially now that if you are Catholic, you are Muslim, look at your leaders. I mean, the highest leaders in Catholic Church and the highest leader in the, in the Shia school of thought, they hug each other, they shake hands, they talk, they share love. So, I mean, if you follow those leaders, so who are your leaders? Uh, so we have to really, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, after that uh, visitation happened, I uh, sent a message to His Excellency Archbishop of Detroit, uh, uh, and uh, I said that we have to continue this conversation. And Archbishop, right away, uh, he replied to my message, and he said that he was busy with the, uh, the conference of bishops in, in, in Washington, D.C., but he appreciated the idea, and he said yes, Soon we have to address this. We have to continue this in in Michigan. And really this culture of, uh, you know, there is an example that that, uh, deals with that question and with all our conversation that we have now, that Ibn Arabi, uh, Ibn Arabi is a famous uh, man, a philosopher, Muslim philosopher, uh, was born in in Syria and died over there. And uh, he said that... uh, and this is really how Islam look at church and synagogue and other worship, uh, places of worship. He said, my heart, I want my heart to be a, a grassland for gazelles and be a monastery for monks and be a Kaaba for pilgrims, uh, pilgrims and be a tables for the Torah and the Talmud and a paper for the Quran. He says, my heart. I mean, this is what we believe that uh, we don't believe the, the Christians and, uh, you know, as kafir, because our Quran says, we, we worship the same God. Let us agree that we all, uh, you know, believe in one creator. And especially between Shia, Muslim, and uh, and, and, and the Catholic that, you know, Mary, uh, Holy Mary is very uh, respected in Christian community and in Fatima, uh, the, the mom of Hassan and Hussein. So these are like Fatima and Mary. They are very holy uh, in, in our culture and in our tradition. 
and and Ahlul Bayt especially. So our uh, Christian brothers and sisters in Chaldean community should know that you know we are victims of the same oppression, mm. whether whether in Iraq or anywhere. They, they are from Iraq. They know that Imam Ali, 1400 years ago, he was in the mosque during the month of Ramadan and he was praying. And somebody with the same mentality of this ISIS attacked the Imam. Right. So don't consider that as anti-Christian. I mean, it was month of Ramadan, holy month of Ramadan, and it was a mosque and the man was praying and he was attacked and killed. The same man who, whose message was delivered by Ayatollah Sistani to, to Pope, the same man of great wisdom of history. So we are victims of uh, the same problem, the same racism, same yeah. cultural war, and we need to really work together and use this opportunity of, uh, of Pope visitation. There is no excuse for us to separate anymore. Mm. We have to focus on the, the message of hope. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when I come back, we're going to continue this conversation with Imam Ilahi and Reverend Kako. Uh, we also want to continue to hear from you. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. What did you think of Pope Francis's visit to Iraq last week? What effect do you think that might have on relations in Iraq, as well as here in Southeast Michigan, where we've got such a diversity of communities and cultures who all live here together. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to Facebook or Twitter, put comments there. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for joining us. My guests are Imam Muhammad Ali Alahi. He's a spiritual leader of the Islamic House of Wisdom in Dearborn Heights. Also with us is Reverend Fawaz Kako, who is pastor of St. George's Chaldean Catholic Church in Shelby Township. Uh, we're talking about Pope Francis and his visit to Iraq last week and what it means, what it means in Iraq, what it means for communities here in southeast Michigan, uh, where we have a very large Muslim population as well as a large Chaldean Catholic uh, population. Uh, we want to hear from you as well. What do you think of Pope Francis going to Iraq, the first time a pope has gone to, to speak to people and uh, move people in a country, in that country? Uh, do you think it's a hopeful sign for the kind of tensions that we see uh, between the communities both here and in Iraq? 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. Let's go to Mohammed in Dearborn. Mohammed, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Um, I just wanted to mention the, the hope that the Pope brings to us. Uh, as uh, immigrants to the United States, we have been able to uh, have the privilege of freedom of religion, and uh, I, I hope this is a, uh, a sign of progress and uh, some type of societal change where uh, freedom of religion, freedom of expression is encouraged and accepted across the Middle East in Iraq. 
especially. Uh, Mohammed, before you, you, you go, I want to ask you what you see here locally in terms of relationships between the different communities that have roots in Iraq. Uh, how, does that, how does that play out uh, in your world? So, um, you know, the progress is multi-level. You know, you need, a, you need changes not just at the highest level of, of government and at the Pope, but you also need to see changes uh, amongst the people. And so that's what I'm hoping this as you know, people see from their leaders as an example that they are uh, willing to accept differences amongst people. Mm. Yeah. Muhammad, uh, I really appreciate uh, your call and, uh, and your perspective on this. Thanks very much. Uh, let's go to Dawood in Canton. Dawood, welcome to the show. Hello, Stephen. Hi. Long time no speak. Hope yes. everything is well with you. Yes. Hope everything's good with you as well. Yeah, so I say my comment in regards, and I heard the the the, um, the very thoughtful comments of the uh, pastor as well as my friend Shikilahi about the recent visit. I would just say that um, we're talking about a very complex history in that region, and there's been uh, conflicts going back uh, for years, for decades, in part to some of our uh, flawed foreign policy, and I would just say that in these discussions that we have between Christians and Muslims, that we're on the one hand recognizing this beautiful discussion that took place between Ayatollah Sistani and and the Pope, mm. while at the same time not overly focusing on that because we don't have a history in Michigan of Muslims and Christians killing each other, getting into physical fistfights. Uh, vandalizing each other's houses of worship, and I, that's an issue. There's a fine balance between recognizing this and maybe importing a problem into Michigan that's not really uh, a, a very huge thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just f- for the reference of our listeners, uh, Dawood here on the phone is my friend Dawood Walid, who is the executive director of the Michigan chapter of the Council on American-Islamic uh, relations, so somebody who who is steeped in these issues and and working on uh, uh, interfaith and intercultural relations here in our region for a really long time, Dawood, uh, I, I really appreciate uh, your call and and your your perspective on uh, on on all of this. Uh, uh, Reverend Kako, uh, re- react to the things that we heard from Dawood, Dawood, and uh, from Muhammad. It's uh, as as uh, as Daoud mentioned. It's it's a very complex uh, situation in Iraq mm-hmm. and in the Middle East in general. I mean, w- what we are looking for. I mean, one of the reasons I am in this country today and I call America my home today. It's because I uh, freedom of religion. I would love to see more of that given in the Middle East. Freedom of religion. It's it's one of the human uh, uh, basics that you can you can. Uh, whether you want to believe in God or not, that's up to you. That's your choice. And that's something that you want to decide on your own. And this is something that I would love to see today in the Middle East. And that being carried there, we can carry that with us today into, into conversation uh, uh, today. What I would love to see, and uh, hopefully with the work of, uh, of the leaders in, in, uh, in the uh, metro Detroit area or anywhere in America, just for, for, for Muslims, Jewish, and Christians to sit together, to have a conversation, and then, as we call it, just to have a cup of chai, you know, a cup of tea mm-hmm. together, and talk about the issues that are impacting us, whether they are whether here 
or 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 in the Middle East, and how can we change certain things that need to be uh, to be changed, uh, especially today in the Middle East? What I would love to that this is this is this is a dream of mine. Uh, the same rights are given to everyone of us here in this beautiful country of ours, America, should be also given anywhere in any part of the world today, whether in the Middle East, in Africa, and anywhere. So you are free to choose uh, what you believe in, and you're free to choose what you follow. Hmm. And then I would love you, I will honor you, <laughs> and I'll respect you. It doesn't matter what you, what, what you are, where you come from, and what you believe in. But when I see you, I see a human being uh, with with uh, fullness of thought, and at the end of the day, I mean, uh, you will answer to God. At the end of the day, it's it's your responsibility that God gave you that freedom, and this freedom is not only given by a country. That freedom, the freedom we believe in, uh, even as Christians and Muslims and Jewish, that freedom is given by God Himself. Mm-hmm. So, no human being should take away that freedom yeah. from us. Yeah, no uh, human being should. Uh, Imam Elahi, we've only got about a minute or so left, but I want to get your reaction to, to what we heard. Yeah, from yeah. I appreciate what Mohammed said about uh, religious liberty and uh, supported by my beloved brother, uh, Dawood Walid. I agree, and uh, Father Fawaz, uh, the importance of religious liberty and is part of our constitution, part of the culture of this country. But now there are some extremists, some racists that they are threatening this uh, this value. We have to be very careful to save this religious liberty for everybody, for every religion. So uh, we have to continue this dialogue, this dialogue that started between Ayatollah and the Pope. We have to continue this dialogue, not only on NPR, but in our churches, whether the Christian or Muslims or synagogue everywhere. We need to continue this dialogue. Uh, both Islam and Christianity are focusing on truth and justice and love. And, and mercy, we have to promote and protect these values. And, and at the same time, as a community, whether you're Chaldeanian or Shia or Muslim or Sunni or whatever, uh, there are other issues that are not just religious. We have common problem, drugs problem, alcohol problem, depression, suicide, you know, all these kind of pandemics of, uh, of uh, ignorance and ex- extremism. We need to work together to deal with all of these diseases, with all of these things that don't belong to just one single community. Every community is suffering from so many social problems and we need to work together with sincerity, Mm. sincerity in our heart and make sure that this is our jihad, this is our crusade, this is our really journey in this country that we work together to put together our efforts and end this pandemic of ignorance yeah. and extremism yeah. in any format or any color. Right. Okay, uh, Imam Elahi and uh, Reverend Kako, it was really, really great to have you both here for this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you so much, Imam. Uh, it was a great, great honor also to, to be in this conversation with both of you. <laughs> Thank you, Father Fawaz. Thank okay. you. That is going to do it for us today. Come back tomorrow when uh, we're going to talk about Sunshine Week. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson is going to join to talk about her new set of proposals to make state government more transparent and accountable here in Michigan. This is 1019 WDET-FM, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation.
We'll talk again tomorrow. <laughs>